Hi, this is Vanessa Sunshine. Hi, this is Alicia. Hi, I'm Georgia Love. I'm Osha Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Hello and welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, The Bachelor Australia, New Zealand, around the world, paradise podcast, global, that asked the question, Xavier, can we not talk about it? Uh, what is it that we're not talking about? You know the thing that you're getting like fucking... 10 emails a day about oh i think i know it's kind of the elephant in the room it's something that we can't avoid right yep. now yep it's this big like global thing that everybody's talking huge about huge phenomenon big deal yep yeah we're not going to talk about animal crossing new horizons <gasps> and i'm glad you guys are sending me the emails and i don't want to say stop it because <laughs> they really are informative <laughs> thanks for sending me the designs that you made on your 3ds so that we could port them over using the qr code scanner thanks for telling me suggestions of diy crafting recipes that i can take to dom tom nook's bench uh, and uh, craft them together thanks for telling me tips on where to catch you know certain types of fish at certain times of the day at certain areas of the map all this stuff is helpful but i'm getting so inundated right now and mm-hmm. it's really starting to stress me out this is the exact thing because it feels like no matter where you turn no matter what time it is uh, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on the internet? News about Animal Crossing from right. Planet or whatever it is. That's definitely uh, what it is. Can't turn it off. Every time I'm like, cool, time to relax. What would I normally do? Go on the internet. There it is again. Mm. Animal Crossing. Big fucking big dick animal planet. Right. That's definitely <laughs> what the game is about. <laughs> I think... If we can provide a service here on our podcast, which is what we do, we do service the people. Yes. Uh, in many ways. Um, is we need to provide a way that people can switch off from this stuff because it is so stressful. This is the thing. And like, I think you need a bit of a break from the news. I think you need a bit of a break from social media. Um, and you need to kind of just kick back and relax. Uh, not on a <laughs> desert, <laughs> deserted island. Um, but you know, in your podcast feed, uh, with your two lovable friends, uh, XRN and Maxi. That's it. This is a, uh, no news zone right here. And <laughs> if I can say one thing to you, be conscious with your clicks, you know, mm. clicks, uh, equal currency in right. the year 2020. If you're clicking on it, Hey, guess what? We realized that like, that's cool. People want to, want to read about that shit. So, uh, maybe, maybe be a bit conscious, stay informed, but think about, Think about what you're doing with your, it's with your like tappy tappy thumb thumbs. Animal Crossing bells equals mm, currency. Dear. And uh, keep that in mind as well, if you can. Let's continue. Uh, hello. Hi. We uh, Last time we talked. Yes. A little while ago now, uh, we were in the midst of a very different sort of apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which may or may not be still going. I actually feel like we've all moved on. We've moved past that apocalypse. Mm. 
into uh, what I would one like to call about. Apocalypse Now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a more present one. Yeah, uh, we are here. Uh, me and Xavi, we are uh, together but distant. Uh, we are sitting as far apart as possible within this room. And honestly, I do feel like in the months to come, we will probably look back on this podcast and be like, why the fuck did we do that? Yeah. Like, I feel like a genuine, like, I'm so glad to see you and have you at my house like we normally do. Yes. One of the normalest things that's happened in the last couple of weeks to me. Yeah. But also, there'll be some tinge of regret, I think. <laughs> they'll oh, be like, you know, this is a selfish act. It is It is somewhat of a selfish act. Let me say, though, uh, you've been isolating for, what, two weeks at this point? That's right, yes. Yeah, me too. I feel like it, this, this is kind of the stuff where, like, if you've got your trust clusters of people who have been isolated for a particular amount of time and aren't going out and doing any dumb shit, sure. maybe you can, you can start to cluster together. This is an indoor gathering, though, I believe. Yes. Legally speaking. Uh, and uh, how, many, how many square meters have we got in this room? Uh, well, at the uh, XRN Palace. We weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> We weren't going to talk you're about right. it. You're actually you're right. <laughs> oh, it's the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. We talk about the fucking Bachelor. Hello. Uh, my name is Max Quinn. That hey. is my very good friend, Xavier Rescue noonan G'day. Hello. Here's the thing, okay? Yes. And we're not going to talk in depth about the actual situation, especially because like it's developing every fucking 10 minutes. Who knows? So whatever we say will be out of date on whatever topic. <sighs> There's no use us trying to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I do think we as a people, <laughs> we the people... Um, need, I think, in this time of our lives, some help. And I think what we need is some comfort. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the time reality television gets criticized because it is like mind numbing. It's pointless. It's drivel. It's too good and cool. These are the things. These are the kinds of things you hear a lot. But I think, honestly, right now, like, if we're ever going to be, like, smoothing our brains over and, like, numbing our minds and that kind of stuff, I think we should be allowed to do it right now. Right, exactly. The world is so sharp and pointy right now. And I don't know. I think maybe for for you too, Zave, like, I just feel like this is a necessary expenditure of energy and of conversation and of uh absence almost you mm. know um mm. i i like the idea that i can be present talking with you about a show that we like on the tv right without necessarily having to having to look at any graphs yes you know okay well i guess i'll throw out all the graphs i've been making <laughs> we actually do have a lot to talk about yes there's a new australian bachelor to catch up on plus some rumors about who might be our bachelorette this year there's a whole fucking cast of paradise people Xavier jared woodgate is back i know this is the big scoop of the day this is so exciting can't wait uh we'll get to all of it before too long but first Xavi, i uh i have a question for you okay hit me gb5 end of the rose apollo jackson with you or ali otjen oh Never knew love like this before. Yes. So for those of you who may have missed it, Ali Ojin has just released her new single. Uh, it is a debut single. It's a cover of a song from 1980. I forget the artist. Um, but she says she's keen on moving into some uh, original material in the future as well. Um, good on her. Song's not incredible, I don't think. I love it. in our Facebook group, which if you aren't a member, please come and interact with us. God, I am desperate to talk oh, to anyone at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Bachelor of Hearts, Osh posting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you called it a vanity banger. And I just adore that <laughs> phrasing. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to um, completely uh, wash away any possibility that this might have some kind of artistic merit because it's not. 
awful. It's not without merit. Bad about it. No. Um, but you know, it doesn't seem like it's ever been her main drive or focus in her life. It's just kind of like a thing she'd like to do right now. A C is a merit in the same way that an A is a merit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, it's a vanity banger in the same way that her new, I think, gym club or fitness club or sure. something that Allie she started. Jim Banger. Right, mm. which is called Sweaty AF. That's what it is. Like, I mean, on one level, you can call that a vanity gym. <laughs> it's just a thing she's doing. Yeah, know. it's good on her. I applaud her for both. Yeah. Um, we But what the is question, the best though? one? I'm sorry, yes. it's GB5, of course. End of the Rose. It's the one All that holds... life. Rated for years. Choose to tune your voice. And music to my ears. Time. Very good moment. Husband and wife. Yeah. And then for... The rest of my life, it's so good. It's a it's, song that you might recognize from the end of the podcast. Right. It's probably the most iconic musical moment that I can think of in Batchy history, apart from maybe the you, you. Oh, McCain. Um, actually, you know what? This is a pretty good segue into another Batchy thing that is happening soon. Talk to me. Which I don't really know very much about. I don't have a lot of info on it. I have like a browser page that's open trying to because I, I was reading this thing and trying to understand exactly what the hell is going on let me back up a little bit okay though. um america the united states of america okay mm. in 1776 <laughs> um i don't know the history 1592 columbus sailed the ocean blue continue what happened in 1776 uh 1400 as you sailed across the deep blue sea in 1494 um, you can't be working your way up to it from 300 <laughs> years before. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So there's a new show that is spinning off from the American series of The Bachelor, which is absolutely bug nuts crazy. They have done some weird things in the past. You might remember we talked briefly about The Bachelor Winter Games <laughs> uh, a year or two ago, which was like, oh, it was probably longer than that, actually. But it was like Olympics themed. Yeah, extreme sports cross love. Right. Um, this is, I guess, a somewhat similar idea in the sense that they are trying to mash up Bachelor with like a talent show or like a music singing show mm. with The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Now, my nuts are bugging. <laughs> I will say that to start with. What? So, okay. So the idea is here that they've taken the masked singer kind of and, uh-huh. or and idol or X Factor, whatever it is, but they're uh, only limiting the casting pool to members of the Bachelor universe who would like to theoretically release vanity bangers of their own. Xavi, what do you think is Ali going to be on this? Okay. So is that your guess at what this show is? Yes. Because that's not quite what this show oh. is. <laughs> Okay, I thought it was like a singing, co- like an idol singing contest for bachelors. Right, but they are not bachelor and bachelorette people that we are already familiar with. Oh, we are getting a whole new crop of specifically musically gifted batches and bachelorettes. Okay, who will be competing? I think there's going to be twenty single men and women looking for love and also a leg up in the music industry. Is that a quote from the press release? Yeah, it is. Oh. The singers, guitar players, and more. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you play? More. I, I'm in the third category, <laughs> which has got to be like the weirdos who's like, I brought my maraca. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Uh, they will perform songs each week together and as solo acts to see if they can form a connection through music and find their forever duet partner. Okay. Um, Weird. Is this gonna? Are these people then going to be able to be fed into the gene pool for paradise in the US as well? I can only assume so, unless this thing crashes and burns, which it um, will. Which it will. 
and uh maybe they will make a joke of it like because um paradise in the u.s is a bit more jokey it's mm. a bit more knowing i think it's a bit they more wink like, at you right um they actually do do a lot of winking at you like in the opening <laughs> credits if anyone's seen them um but yeah it's like uh i i have a feeling that this will die on the vine yes. but will be a really interesting uh curio and one that I would really like for us to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, if it's going to die on the vine, I am going to be the boy eating the raisins. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I'll be um, hearing it through the... Continue. Grapevine. Um, the show takes place at a new mansion. Why not? Is the current mansion occupied, you would assume? I don't know. I guess maybe there's enough Bachelor shows that they are shooting 365 days a year right now. <laughs> um after the 20 singles meet each other, they will begin to go on Bachelor-style dates that t- place an emphasis on music. Um, but the difference is that all of the contestants want to be full-time musicians and will likely be more talented and hopefully less cringeworthy than the other musicians that have been on Bachelor in the past. Now, the cool thing about dating other musicians is that you never get to be in the same place at the same time. Absolutely. Which is a really exciting prospect for all of these people to come out of this show where they're spending an intense amount of time together. Mm. Um, and then obviously having simpering music careers from that point forward. And, and like an undercurrent of competition yes. and like having to sort of compare your own success against theirs, particularly if you both came from smaller beginnings, couldn't really get a start outside of a weird social experiment slash reality TV show. Mm. And then we're thrust into a competition in that, you know, uh, league as well. I know. I know. It's, it's such a strange thing because you see, if you remove the competition aspect from it, or if you like rather, if you were to only consider the competition mm. aspect from it, you can see people like uh, the people who've just been on the circle or some of the people who have been on love is blind recently now thriving in the spotlight as uh, media personalities. Yes. Um, the people from Cheer in the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, whereas what kind of boundaries are there? There's all sorts of nuance and, and morally questionable, uh, or at least not morally questionable, maybe maybe just like my stomach is curdling thinking about how that manifests psychologically after the competition ends if mm. you fall in love with someone and then you I think best case scenario yes best case scenario is like a double album right oh. or like you know one side his one side hers and they duet in the middle or something you know what i mean like that's like what they could possibly be hoping for is like some streaming revenue i guess sure do you think people will buy a physical copy of the album that ends up being made? Do you think anyone gets any streaming revenue from anything? Can you imagine the Bachelor producers being like, I've got a great idea. Let's get in on this very lucrative music business. Ugh. Yikes. Bad. But yeah. TV business, big bucks. Booming. Now, uh, we got lots more to talk about, Zave. Uh, Certainly. I don't want to linger on that too long. But yeah. we might talk about it again once it starts airing in a couple of months. Um, have you got any other goss? Because I've just realised... Um, that I think that you do have some goss that you've been withholding from me. You've realized that I have some goss that yes. I've been withholding from you? Absolutely. I'm Preggers. No, I don't actually know what you're referring to. <laughs> we have been talking at length about this episode for a couple of days. What are we going to do? How are we going to plan it all out? Sure. What needs to come to the surface? What do we, what do the people want? You know, yeah. and 
What I want, Xavier, mm-hmm. is to know what kind of time you had at the fucking Sheaf Hotel, wherever it was that you oh, went months ago, to hell. meet so many of those bachelors and what happened because you were there in person and our listeners demand the yeah, truth. Yeah, you know what? I thought that I had talked about this on a podcast. In actual fact, those were thoughts I had inside my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Strange how that happens sometimes. It's so strange to have a thought that doesn't immediately come out of your mouth. Isn't it ridiculous? When we podcast this infrequently, I'm like, I don't know myself. (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) It was a while ago. I can't remember. (laughs) It was pretty good. I was nervous. Yes. That was the prevailing thing. So so it was, uh, if you don't remember me posting a few tweets about it or whatever three months ago, I will never forgive you. (laughs) um, It was a very quickly put together benefit for uh, bushfire relief, um, particularly, I think, supporting firefighters and... Um, potentially some of the animals that are, were wounded and displaced and that kind of thing in that, that, that whole experience. Remember that? Oh, those are the days. Um, just a national epidemic or a national pan- panic. A national epidemic? <laughs> a national panic, not an international panic. Mm. We didn't know how good we had it, folks. <laughs> I should not be saying any of these things. Our listeners could have lost their homes. I'm just going to read you through uh, our text thread because I have, in fact, found... Okay, that would be fantastic. Great. So you said, okay... Here's the thing. Okay, just as yeah. a little bit of uh, backup, I went on my own. And I'm usually, as you can probably tell, very gregarious, very <laughs> social fellow, wonderful uh, guy. <laughs> yep. But also, I think I was acutely aware of the fact that you and I have been doing this podcast for a number of years... And as you raised as maybe a concern, I think you ended up just being busy, but you raised as a concern. I had to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, maybe we shouldn't go because of all the things we've said about All, all of the people. mean things that we've said about so many of these people. Yes. And they're like family members and stuff. Who are going to be there. Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, uh, yeah, as, uh, as our text thread starts and I can confirm, you said on my own heaps nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sets the scene pretty well. Oh, <sighs> okay. Uh, scrolling through. Okay. Issue with holding this in Bondi Junction is literally everyone looks like they're from the Batchy. Right. Yes. Because it was obviously open to the public, but, uh, I have a face blindness when it comes to, uh, just random, like people with symmetrical faces and makeup on. Yes. They're all looking fine. Well, they're also a different echelon of person, you know? Right. You're talking to, like, um, semi-celebs. Yes. And I'm like... An, or aspiring semi-celebs. I'm like a basement-dwelling little grub. <laughs> so I see all of these, like, big sparks of light, and I'm like, I'm a moth drawn to all oh, of these flames. Mm, yeah, 100%. But I don't want to get up and start a conversation with someone who's like, oh my god, that thing you said in season three, episode six, and they're like, I'm excuse me. Sorry, I have to leave. I'm just trying to get some... Peanuts from the bar. Yes. In fact, uh, here's a text that confirms this. Uh-huh. Vaco just asked me to mind her beer. Okay, that was maybe the... <laughs> I think you're underselling it. That was maybe the best interaction I had. <laughs> uh, Vaco, who you might remember from Bachelor. <laughs> what season was she on again? Uh, Vaco was... She was on Honey Badgers, right? No. No? Vaco was on the last... Matt, Matt's. Oh, with... okay. Yes, yeah. of course. Sorry. I don't know. No. I never, I never watched this show. <laughs> uh, she was very lovely. Um, yes. She just saw me standing there on my own near her, and she had a beer, and she needed to go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> she took a huge stinky poo. Oof. No, that's not true. I Well, I actually don't know. Who knows? Can't Vacco, confirm. please follow up. <laughs> if anyone knows Vacco, please reach out and see <laughs> if she had a poo that day. All right. Also, uh, you met Waza. I did beat Waza. Tell me about this. Well, uh, if I can remember correctly, um, 
one of the things that was happening during the uh, event was they were raffling off dates with a lot of the Batchy and Bachelorette contestants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was pretty shocked to see that Waza was not up for bidding at all. Interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. It's not fascinating. No. Um, but I was like, I was saving my money to see if I could get a bid on Waza. See if you could get a bit of a cuddle with Waza. This is what I said to him. Yeah. And he, was, he laughed and he was like, oh, you don't really mean that, do you? I was like... I didn't think you were that bad. I think obviously you got stitched up, right? He was like, oh, it was fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I think that was the nature of the chat. Um, Yeah. But he seemed like an affable guy. Yeah. He, uh, that's, that's good to know. In fact, you know, the craziest part about it is right after we had that conversation, he pulled down his pants and he took a big stinky shit. (laughs) And I was like, what is this pattern? Oh, it is one, isn't it? What is um, my luck, you know? Quote, funny thing is, and I joke about this with Adam all the time, I was there for like fifth I was there for like fifteen minutes and I still got way more screen time than him. Right. Now, who's Adam? Really good question. Adam <laughs> was also on the show. Oh, the thirty four year old ski instructor from Queensland. Yeah, of course. That's right. him. Photographic memory. <laughs> uh in fact you describe here Waza as a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> this is probably after a couple of beers. So <laughs> I was nervous drinking. Okay, important information. Carlin's middle name is Xavier. I don't remember that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, not to undersell it, but Carlin was also like a really friendly guy. Yep. Um, managed to get a chat with him. I think I even took a photo with him. You did. I've um, got it here. Okay, great. It's a nice one. Thank you. Um, I can't believe how long ago this feels. So much has happened since then uh, in the world. Um, but yeah, Colin was really friendly. I mentioned to him that Angie had signed the book for me and Lovely. Uh, all that stuff we talked about in our last episode. And he was, uh, he was very delighted to hear it. He was like, oh, I'm so glad it meant so much to you and that kind of thing. So Sweetie. he was very sweet. He was very nice. And then, um, weirdly enough, he, um, had to excuse himself. No, no. At the end of the conversation, no. he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no. Don't excuse uh, here we go. I tried to get in the background of as many Insta stories as possible. I was thinking that would be like a legendary, incredible, like, who was it at like the Arias or something, maybe 10 years ago? Oh yeah. Who was like dickheading. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I forget who that is though. It was a whole thing. Mm. Uh, it might've been Husey. Yeah. I'm going to say it was Husey. Or Hamish and Andy or something yeah, like that. It was some, yeah. Well, it was some larrikin. You're in the family of larrikins. Yes. Mm. Uh, I was trying to do that. I was hoping that I would become a viral sensation. Ah. Uh, I went through desperately <laughs> on my own. Clearly, I was the only person who knew I had done this. I went through <laughs> all the Instagram stories I could find. I'm like, I'm fucking nowhere. I'm not so in any of these. What they must have done is all spotted me. And they're like, <laughs> I guess we're not using that one. Let's go over here. Let's take another one. <laughs> I'll see something else here. Um, did you ask him about the podcast? I did. He said it sounded really cool, which means he doesn't care. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I stand by that. That's how we got there. That's uh, that's the end of the interactions that we had on that day. Pretty sure that's about all that happened, really. Um, I oversaw some stuff. I'm sure I tweeted some great things about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got any more, Goss? Um, let me think. I don't know if I have that much Goss. I think I have some more, like... I have been working from home and therefore having another tab open with The Bachelor US and The Bachelor New Zealand. And okay. I would like to talk a little bit about both of those things. But if you have any, like, goss-goss, like, let's dish. I don't got goss-goss. What I'd like to do is really dig into a couple of the media subjects here. Mm-hmm. we got a whole cast of Paradise to come. Sure. 
I also want to talk about The Bachelor, Lockie Gilbert, and right. then how about we circle back around to New Zealand and the US later in the episode. Okay, excellent. That sounds good. Fabulous. And The Bachelor is Lachlan, Lockie Gilbert. Mm. Zavi, who is he? What do we know about him? How do we feel about that? Well, if he is a lock, he's probably looking for some kind of key. Oh, I thought he might have been looking for stock and two smoking barrels. Oh, you know what? That sounds fun. That mm. sounds like more fun, honestly. It is some good stuff. Yeah. Um, we know who the final two are. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's one of these men from Survivor, Australian Survivor. He's played two seasons as now one of Channel 10's like pseudo-celebs. Um, voted out 13th in the most recent season of Survivor All-Stars. Here's what we know. He's from Perth. He now lives in Melbourne. I believe he's a CEO for an adventure tour guide company. Sick. Yeah. Dude, and me too. Yeah. Like, bro. Like, honestly? Yes. Same. It's a big feel. Yeah. Like, ditto. <laughs> like, I fucking feel that. I as well. Yeah. Uh, he's 30 years old. He wants to find an outdoorsy girl who is driven and has a wicked sense of humor. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Not me. And he can't find any. Hmm. Uh, we know from his time on the show that uh, he was with an outdoorsy girl for a little while. I uh, had a showmance with uh, another castaway called Brooke Jowett. Right. This is probably the only thing that I know about this man. Right. Okay. Is that he was quite famously on Survivor, a show I don't watch. And he, on that show, had a pretty long-lasting relationship. Yeah, an alliance someone? that blossomed into... Uh, a pretty long-term relationship that continued outside the game, but didn't last the distance. Mm. Brooke is based between WA and Bali. Um, what's his name? Lockie is now based in Melbourne. Right. And uh, yeah, the, That's the tough to make that relationship work. didn't happen. There is some speculation online. I do want to address, there's this report in New Idea, repudiated source, that earlier, uh, earlier in the year they reported that the whole thing was concocted between Lockie and Brooke for ratings. Right. You do, I mean, on some level, not to be mean, but mm. you do have to wonder, with a reality TV show, showmance, the same way that we question the integrity of the showmances that take place on Batchy. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, there's so many strategic reasons in Survivor why you would want to do that. Right. Not just so that you can, like, trick, the, trick a person of, you know, of who you're going to be in a couple with, but also, like, the effects that that radiates out onto the rest of the players that's it you know the most famous survivor couple of all time boston rob and amber went to the final two in the original survivor all-stars because of the strength of their alliance and now they're married and have four kids i thought the most famous survivor couple was destiny's child oh i think they're a trio how many members are in that band (laughs) i think there might be more than one Mm. um yeah, so basically the idea is that Lockie and Brooke um, were allegedly concocted with the purpose of serving this grand narrative that would see Lockie become The Bachelor and Brooke become The Bachelorette. Oh, uh, okay. Um, look, it feels a bit galaxy brain to me. Um, that seems like they are going to piss off too many people. Yeah, The Bachelor franchise is produced by Warner Brothers. Um, Survivor is a shine animal vehicle. It doesn't mean that there isn't some like omnipotent Mark Burnett production guru sitting up the top holding a marionette pulling strings but sure. uh, it's unlikely if you're recording if you're according to me which i am according to me seems to me like that's a bit of a stretch if only that like those two series are then gonna have kind of the same narrative right so like if the first one doesn't rate that well then they're stuck 
Yeah. You know, then then Bachelorette is just like, oh fuck. When I was out there in the we jungle, gonna... right? Because I think like having a bachelor as a survivor, uh, having a survivor, uh, what are they called? Survivor. Okay. Even if he dies, well, I guess he did. <laughs> having a survivor as a bachi is a great idea because then you can sprinkle survivor all over the bachi and everyone has a nice time. And we have a panel of, you know, elders who uh, deliberate on whether or not they should stay. And we have, you know... Tom Hook to catches some fish and... in his worm island. Did you call him Tom Hook? Is that... Oh. <laughs> I love that you tried. I really went I really, for it. I, you really... Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I think people wouldn't stand up to two of them. And we would be probably more likely to get, like... I don't know. Someone who is like on Ready, Steady, Cook or like some other channel tension. <laughs> they are really going to run out though, which, yeah. which is the thing that I keep thinking about is like, there are only so many channel 10 properties yeah. at the end of the day. At a certain point, they're going to start rolling out like Aristos or Huey or yeah. <laughs> like even Give Neighbors is ending. So you might get someone who was on Neighbors, but it's not like they're going to pick someone. Oh, you mean like, um, Tim, you know, Tim. Tim from The Bachelor? Yes, who's now on Neighbours. Is he really? Yeah, of course. This is big goss. No, it's not. He's just on Neighbours. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong Tim, my dear friend. Oh. I was thinking of T-I-double-M. No, Tim Robard. Who would be an absolutely insane pick to put on <laughs> Neighbours. Can you imagine? I mean, Tim's character on Neighbours would just be improvised. Just like Toadie made a new friend at the pub. <laughs> Something. Yeah, Tim is just blown into Ramsey Street. Right. Oh, I adore it. Uh, so yeah, Lockie, um, he's very buff. He's very beardy. He has, um, a terrible script oh, tattoo. This is the other thing I know about him. Remember this? It says strength and honor. Yeah. The whole torso situation. Yeah. Um, I would say like, honestly, one of the more important things about being bachelor is like having a decent torso situation. And I, maybe this is a personal preference. I don't want to like shoot anyone down or whatever, but like. This guy is not working for me. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of people in the same boat. Look, uh, for me, it's either like you are... Um, you know, I don't, I don't object to Tim or Kieran being covered in tattoos in that way. No. But I more I more feel like um, strength and honor have to be the names of your two kids or they don't be on your body at all. <laughs> Maybe two dogs. Like big dogs. <laughs> and they can... Dobermans. Yeah. And when they bark, it kind of sounds like words. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that I don't know and that I'm not into quite yet because I'm unsure. Does he have enough of a personality to withstand the bacheloring process? Mm. You know, like I feel like the show in the last few years has found these like malleable bits of, of plywood from, you know, bamboo. Let's say, let's say it's survivor bamboo. Famously malleable and doesn't break easily. (laughs) Um, but we know like this show has a tendency to flatten out its leading men. You know, we settle on two or three characteristics, um, he's a nerd. Yeah. He's an astrophysicist. He's really horny for Abby. <laughs> Three categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's what we use to tell the prism of the rest of the story. I feel like, um, I think particularly with the men as well, because right. like you say, like they have, they have reached out and found some really good, like big personality people who have managed to maintain that personality throughout the show. But I think they have had more success with Angie and with Sophie Monk, Georgia Love, Georgia. Well, yeah, totally. And she's not even like a huge personality. I no. Think. 
Um, but I think she has maintained her integrity and like really been true to herself. Definitely. But I think with the men, you're right. There is a bit of smoothing out. I think there's a bit of like trying to make them inoffensive yeah. and trying to please all possible audiences to the extent that no one is really all that pleased by them. Right. This is, this is exactly the thing, you know? Um, and because the actual compelling leading man kind of has to be all things to all people, what we end up getting so often is this person who might have been captivating in casting. And I have no doubt, like, Matt Agnew could have been so funny and so good, and they would have come into that process being like, this is it. But at a yeah. certain point, the process is the problem, you know? And I hope that Lockie has enough gumption from having been through the reality TV process specifically twice and having now probably having done hundreds of hundreds of confessionals to be able to give good chat and to also be able to sort of like withstand the bacheloring process enough to make him compelling. Yeah. You know, and we'll get to this, these two men in just a second, but I, I do want to touch on it here. This is the biggest missed opportunity for me. Why are we not putting Tim or, or Kieran right in as the bachelor this they have year. got these incredible like stories that were built up last year that like the entire public gathered around those people yep. in a bigger way than i have seen for the last couple of years totally you know like people love brooke people love you know like there are lots of people who have been on the show that have been fan favorites the last one that i so ellie last season um of matt season and then years before that tara yeah yeah but i think like people were desperate to see that 100% and now I mean, it's a great get for Paradise that both of those people are going to be appearing. And I think, like, maybe it's a strategic choice on their part to try and build some legitimacy for the Paradise brand, to try and make it even more must-watch. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we can't let Batchy go by the wayside. And to just be making a pick from... I can't remember who said this in our Facebook group, but they were saying, like, they can't just go into the fucking Channel 10 communal lunchroom <laughs> and, like, pick out somebody who doesn't like, seem you're to be here. doing anything yes. right now. Yes, yes. Like... There is an there is a limit to the amount of times that we can allow that to happen, uh, or you know it's just diminishing returns. Right. I mean, and to their credit, look, they tried last year with Matt. Uh, they went super safe after everything imploded with the Honey Badger, and you right. can see the course that we are on. And now, I guess we know that uh, we've had success with a semi celeb in two out of the three seasons where we've really tried sure. it. Yeah. And uh, like. To the extent that Australia fell in love with Tim and Kieran and the boys on last season and had such stuff to say about Jess and Jamie, uh, we had a successful Bachelorette season, one of the best uh, that we've ever had, I think. But I think that, you know, as much as some of that was definitely attributed to Angie and her strength and her humor and her quick wit, it was also because they did a fucking good job casting some of those men. Right. You know? Uh, And I, I want to reap the rewards of that as uh, an audience member who is invested in them. And do we have enough time to do that now in paradise? They are both back. Yeah. Right. Do you want to talk about who else is coming back? Let's talk about it. Lay it on me. Who have we got? Okay. So in addition to uh, our, I would call the male leads, Kieran and Tim, I'm going to say these are the other three big, big names these are the big ticket items mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned abby chatfield is back right kind of huge uh she's kind of a legend um has been super present in media and saying a lot of really cool and important shit 
during her time on the podcast and afterwards uh and she's like got a huge fan base because of it um i think people are kind of hanging on her everywhere it'll be interesting to see as far as i know she didn't make a very long trip Uh uh-huh like just from like the fucking daily mail like photos or whatever that came out sure um but it will be interesting to see what she has done with that time and that opportunity. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, I think that you, you're right in that uh, Abby is someone who a lot of people, particularly by the end of her season, really uh, gravitated to as the runner-up for for Matt. Mm. Um, but she was also not, and let's not forget this, without her detractors. Right. I think I'm choosing to look at the positive side of things and how people rallied around her after that Uh fallout but there yeah. certainly was uh, some controversy look there was a uh, vocal uh, it felt like uh, at times a uh, majority but i think it always does in the comments section on social media it can always feel like a vocal majority even mm. if it is uh statistically not the case mm. the the interesting thing will be you know she's done an excellent job of transitioning her life post batchy into uh media presence yeah you know into into ver- the very act of being present in the public eye in a way that a lot of people chose not to or didn't want to Mm. she's really taken that opportunity for herself and good on her for doing that and now and use that like spotlight to talk about things like bullying and harassment yeah i guess that's true too body image and like lots of stuff that like you know is part of the world of the batchy and like makes sense to talk about yeah um so it'll be interesting to see what happens in paradise and how that affects her her platform yeah true. moving forward so uh the other big ticket uh big name that i'm excited about seeing britney hockley yeah that is an interesting one so she's the runner-up uh co-runner-up of nick the honey badger cummins this season yeah so nick brought her all the way to the end eventually to just tell her no sorry just not interested no. yeah um to to melt into a puddle of what um choicelessness yeah yeah well you know yeah god that was a fucking time i think britney is a really interesting person to have on paradise because she probably more so than anyone there is like owed a good shot like is she is owed a favor almost Mm. um not just that i you know i'm not trying to say that any of the other people there are like unworthy of finding love or anything like that i do feel like she is not only like still single after having that big public horrible experience yes that you know i'm sure she seems to be doing very well she has a podcast which is very fun and nice um but also like that has an effect on a person particularly in a big public setting like that um so it'll be interesting to see how also or whether i guess the producers of bachelor in paradise decide that they're going to go out on a limb to try and make things better for her in any kind of feasible way yeah i want i want good things for britney she seems tuned in she seems uh to be have to have learned a lot yeah from the process and i think that that means that she might come into it with a bit of a like a wryness to her and a bit of a um hopefully an open heart to love but also uh, an open mind to the idea that there's um there's a tv show here yes. as well you know i think there will definitely be some sort of fourth wall breaking-y sort of winking at the camera stuff yeah. from her yeah because i think there is an inbuilt trust of the show and the process for a lot of the other people there that she has every reason not to have right a hundred percent yes um 
And then I'm trying to decide whether well, I'm trying to decide who this who the bigger name is here. Zavi, is it <laughs> Jamie Doran? Oh yeah, probably the biggest name in Batchy history. Or is it Jared Woodgate? Well, it might be Jared Woodgate. Oh, I'm so, so excited to see Jared again. I think you only found out about Jared today. Yes. Um, I had actually spotted him very, very briefly in the background because when they announced the first five members of the cast list, they also dropped the teaser trailer. That's right. And the teaser trailer was online, and uh, any reasonable Bachelor podcast host. Not to throw shade, but would go through that thing with a fine tooth comb. Oh, I can't see. <laughs> it suddenly got all dark. Dark. Um, so yeah, you know, I fucking freeze framed the hell out of that thing. I found another five cast members. Yeah, there's uh, there's a bunch of them in there, um, as well as Jared, who uh, is now in a relationship outside of the outside right. of the show. So I don't know what that means for his fortunes. Maybe he meets his partner inside of the show because she is also uh, from the Batchy franchise. What is her name? Uh, Sam Royce. That's right. Yes. yes. So she, uh, Jared and Sam are together um, as of pretty recently. Uh-huh. He's been posting about it on Instagram. They're doing long distance between Darwin and Melbourne. Mm. Uh, obviously, after his much publicized split with Kira, right. who has not been confirmed, but is heavily rumored to also be on this cast. Interesting. Yes. She was there last year. Um, year before. Year before, right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. She was obviously the year before when she got together with Jared. That's right. Yes. Um, okay, so also also confirmed for this season, let's talk about him, Jamie Doran. Okay, so uh, Jamie Doran. Um, I didn't meet him. I didn't no. see him. Um, what are we... What Were are you we a Doran Doran? I don't know. I mean, nobody there seemed to have any kind of problem with it. I'm open to a redemptive arc. I think that's what he's here for. Yeah. Uh, do I want to give it to him? Look, there's something in the base of my uh, my heart that says like I want to give everyone a second chance. Mm-hmm. He kind of sucked. He sucked. Like you know, you know. There's also something in the base of me that's just like fuck you. Get in the bin. Yeah. Look, there's so much of him that was that was terrible. Um, in the portrayal, but all we have to address is the betrayal at sure. the same time, you know? And after the show, he completely blacked out his social media. Excuse me. After the show, he completely blacked out his social media. We didn't see or hear a thing from him until, you know, he popped up in some Instagram stories with some other bachelors later who yeah. were kind of like, nah, he's all right. And I'm interested to see whether that's legit or not. Yeah, you know? I want to know why it is that people feel that way. Yep. Uh, and honestly, I wouldn't mind feeling that way myself. Look, the thing is, uh, much in the same way as Yvonne, I'm open to the Jamie Doran redemption tour for him to say, okay, cool. I've learned something. I've, I've seen something and I've learned something. Even if he is also out the side of his mouth saying, but that isn't who I am. You know, that's not who I was shown, who I was shown to be isn't who I am. Thing is though, paradise is probably going to need a villain. Yeah. Um, like someone's going to behave badly. I don't know who it's going to (laughs) be. You're absolutely right in that we find, um, you know, we found a bunch. You're absolutely right in that we found a bunch of villains last year and all the drama centered around like Ivan mm. and obviously Jules and everything that happened between Jules and Alicia. I don't know who the villain is going to be this year and I don't know how that's going to affect. Like, I shudder to think that shudder. <laughs> I don't shudder to think, but I feel squeamish about the idea that it could be Tim or Kieran people that mm. we have invested our emotional capital right. in. I don't want it to get burned down. Yeah. You know? Um, do you know who would be fine with being the villain? Who's that? Mary from last season of The Bachelor. 
interesting because I really like Mary mm-hmm. and I think she was a great commentator. I think she was really funny. I think she was great at giving reactions and responses to stuff. What I guess, what do you mean when you say villain? Well, I think that in paradise, villain can be more broadly defined, you know, like sure. she's not um, uh, in the way that you might look at, say, Abby or Sagan, depending on which side of the fence you sit on yeah. as a villain in last season's Bachelor. Yeah. This like Mary wasn't a villain last time. She was a, a great talking head, and this time I can feel her being someone who is allowed to be a little bit devious, a little bit mischievous if she sure. wants to. And in that spirit, I can see Mary playing kind of strategically to stay in paradise. I think I like that. Yeah, Especially, I think that, that would I, be fun. I think um, it's not necessarily a pattern that we can like rule in all of the time, but I do think a lot of the time when people did not get particularly far on their season, Mm -hmm. they are a little more willing to like play the game. Totally. And to, uh, just start chatting to somebody else, you know, like, Let's you know, just see who else is over here. It, try and work to Old secure Canadian a Daniel. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where I think some of the really interesting stuff about paradise comes up is like the couples that you wouldn't possibly have guessed, uh, the people that you don't really see being together and you know, they're kind of just trying it on and maybe it works, you know, like that you get forced into that situation or something and then maybe something great comes out of it. Something great did not come out of last season for Eleanor Sozia. You might remember that she dramatically walked out on Matt twice. Right, yeah. Um, and before being finally let go, uh, not receiving a rose at the final three. And I think, if I remember right, she was a bit of an early favourite too. Yes, absolutely. So I'd be interested to now see what happens with her paradise journey because she is confirmed to be appearing on the island. Mm. Can you see her coupling up with anyone? Well, I think for me, she's another one that... Um, she's not going to couple up with somebody unless she's like interested in that person. Totes. Um, I think she is going to be uh, kind of a high status person there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and will probably, I imagine the boys will probably go crazy over her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think she will be in that position where she can kind of take her pick. Uh, this is all speculation, but that's the kind of vibe I get from her. Uh, and power to her. Yeah, I also expect that Eleanor will be around for a long time this season and also a bit of a magnet for conflict among the men. Yes. Yes. Brittany Weldon is coming back. Hey! After striking out with Ivan. Or actually, do you know what? She didn't strike out. She fucking kicked him to the curb. She fucking bailed on him. Yeah, That's she right. Bounced. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, she will conga her way to Fiji in 2020. Yes. Uh, at, at this point... I feel like they can't actually do Bachelor in Paradise without her. So I'm very <laughs> thrilled that she'll be coming back. I hope she is alone for the rest of the <laughs> Also, get ready for a fairly established influencer to make her way in. She didn't last very long on Matt's season, but Jessica Brody is going to be on this season of Paradise as well. 270k Instagram followers to her name. I didn't know that. Tattoos uh, left and right. Might be one of these nice matches for one of our very tattooed boys, if I'm just to put A and B together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was at that thing too, and I was unsure if it was her the whole time. Ah, there you go. Even though they have tattoos. She has tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You'll also hear from uh, the woman who made this line famous. Oh, I've just got to, just because of with the business in Adelaide, um, I've just got to oh, go wow. back to and check in on the business. That's yeah. right. Cass, Cassandra Mamone is going to be looking for another shot at love okay. on Bachelor in Paradise 2020. I think that just about takes us in for all of the confirmations. Do you want to hear a couple more rumors? Sure, hit me. 
Okay, Narenga is rumored. I would love Narenga to come back. Me too. You interested in seeing Sagand again? Give me another piece of Sagand. I think that there's too much drama for them not to bring her back. Yes. Yes. What's good for the goose is good for Sagand. <laughs> Episode title. Very good. Okay. Um, Kiki Morris. You might remember her from Richie's season. Yes, a bit of a throwback. Yeah, so she was uh, a rumor towards the end of last year. Nothing's been confirmed. She might be someone who we see kind of in the vein of Zoe or even Ali Ochin mm. um, from the last couple of Paradises. And then also Julia Hyde, um, who you might remember leaving midway through Matt's season. Yeah. She is someone who is rumored to be coming through as well. Sure, sounds good. Okay, can you predict any hookups? I don't have a lot. I got one. Mm. So we know Jared has a bit of a physical type. Maybe his present dating partner, girlfriend, I don't know what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what color hair she has, but I know he's got a bit of a taste for the blondes. Uh, we saw him with Sophie Mark. Yes. We saw him with Kira. True. Could we see him with Kieran? <laughs> long luscious blonde locks that was not going where i was expected to what, uh, you, yeah. what did you think i was gonna say well obviously kira reconcile baby oh, true you know what they would love that they're on again off again imagine if we could just flick it on one more time for the cameras yeah exactly that'd be so nice okay and then they can just say goodbye to them and we'll pretend it never you know like yep they'll just let them fade into the batchy sunset mm-hmm. can you find a partner for me for jamie doran Ooh. Uh, let me look at the list. Uh, no. Kira. Really? Legit. You know, okay, all right. What do we know about Kira's type? She liked Jared yep. for a while. Yep. But is it a type or is it like now she wants something different? Because I, I can see the similarity that you're maybe drawing there. Yeah, is it and I'm both not kind of a little bit intense. There's there's an intensity. I feel like um uh, this is the th- the point that I've I've been thinking about the last few weeks when it comes to Jamie. Like he was given the dirty John treatment, right? You know what I mean? And I don't think that he is necessarily that. But there's definitely, as you say, an element to the intensity that comes through. And perhaps you see the same thing with Jared with the over earnestness, the like uh, talking to the point that it is you uh, maybe cringe a little bit you know what i mean like and i think that the show does a really good job of kind of engendering that like oh, it's a bit embarrassing for you yeah you yeah, know yeah. or at least wanting us to feel that way yeah so i think that maybe there's something there yeah i could see it and particularly if he's getting a positive like re-edit the only thing is like kira is so beloved yeah like even in that villain role she is such a like iconic like flag stuff is that a thing or is that just a Melbourne train station? I think it's station? a train station. Right, flagship? Okay. Yeah, a flagship. Yeah, or a tent pole. I don't know what any of these words mean. <laughs> it's crazy. I hear these words all the time. I have no idea what I'm saying. Oh, good stuff. But she's such a big part of the brand of The Bachelor, I think, even now. Yes. That would we allow her to uh, to get with one of the, the least favorite men? I don't know. She's just one of those iconic people. And if you are looking for the redemption tour of... Jamie, yeah. whose name I didn't just forget. <laughs> uh, maybe that's maybe that's part of the way that you find it there. Oh, I forgot one more confirmed. Okay, yeah. Glenn Smith's here. Now, what is that? You remember is Glenn. Is he a cricket player? Glenn was the guy who looks so much like a cricket player. Mm-hmm. He is tall and blonde. 
Right. He was on Angie's season. He was sent home kind of like early to middle. And he wasn't given much of an edit. But I took one look at him. And I remember saying to you, that's my winner pick. Okay. I am still trying to find an image of this man who I'm not convinced is real. <laughs> Uh, that's definitely not Glenn. That is Tim. Oh, that's Glenn. You remember Glenn. Right. Straighty 180. Okay, here's one interesting thing about him. He's got a twin. Does he really? Yeah. Ah. So, you know, he doesn't even really have to show up. He could get the twin to do it for him. Here's what I reckon. Eleanor? Glenn Eleanor? Elglenor? Elglenor. Oh, I love it. Isn't that great? Flows right off the tongue. Right. There's just like that sound in the middle. Oh, you love it. You love to hear it. Give me more. Okay. So who is Kieran going to get with? Because I have a suggestion. Um, Let me know if you just want me to go jump off the top rope, Zave. Uh, Yeah. All right. Give me your top rope. Brittany. Brittany. Kieran and Brittany. Put them together. Right. They seem nice. They seem good. Yeah. You know, she likes kind of the um, lots of different sayings, kind of flamboyance. Goofy, funny. Goofy, funny. We know that from like, that's part of Nick the Honey Badger's personality. Right. Right. I think there's like a Kieran or even a Tim that could be in this, like in this Brittany Venn diagram. I can feel Kitney. Kieran. Kitney. Oh my God. It's too good. Put it on a t-shirt. Can't be Titney. I don't think it can. No. No. Okay. So, Kitney, lock it in. Yeah, I, that came to me very naturally. It's Kismet. What are we going to do no, with. Sorry, it's Kitney. <laughs> what are we going to do with the T in Titney? Tim. Right. So, Tim, that's the, that's the interesting one because I think he's the one that Australia is really like crying out to find resolution. Yeah. Um, honestly, on some level, I feel like it could be an Abby situation. Yeah. But Interesting. the thing is, I know Abby doesn't really last that long. Or, you know, I'm speculating based on <laughs> very little evidence mm-hmm. that Abby is not on the show for that long of a time. Sure. So uh, if you get coupled up, you stick around. Right. You know? So yeah. so maybe not, uh, unless all this intel is just wrong. It's hard to think. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're just hiding who the, the pick is. True. Maybe it's somebody who we don't know is going to be there yet. Alicia. Osha Ginsberg. Imagine. Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, I feel like uh, I, I really I really want good things for Tim. And yes. I want, you know, much like the rest of the country. And I hope that this goes really, really well for him. Else, we might see him uh, on Paradise the next year with uh, all going poorly. Shana Burgess, who is rumored as right. next season's Australian Bachelorette. Right. She is sort of the forerunner at this point anyway. She the tenth, tenth the runner? The tenth She runner. is the kite. She's sort of the pole. Okay. Yeah. She is a flag. She is the... And she's on a pole. <laughs> she is from another TV show that That's I don't right. watch. <laughs> yeah, so she was the judge on last season's Australian reinvention of Dancing with the Stars. Right. Now, um, before that, she was a dancer on the US version of Dancing with the Stars. Right. So she's been coupled up with... All kinds of different people over her seven or eight seasons on the show in the US. She's born in Wagga Wagga. Um, she even won the show one time as a dancer, I'm pretty sure. Let me tell you about who she is being coupled up with over the years. I'd love to hear it. Season 16, her first partner, the worst man in the world, Andy Dick. Woo! 
Yikes! Not happy about Not that. Not starting strong. Okay, professional athletes. Followed by Kevin Spacey and then, like, Woody Allen. <laughs> Bad stuff. Keyshawn Johnson, Antonio Brown, Derek Fisher, Josh Norman, all professional athletes, uh, football and basketball players mm-hmm. who she has danced with over the years. Um, she was also paired with Nick Carter. I think you were going to say Nick Cummins. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Carter of Backstreet Boys fame. Uh, yes, that is correct. Yes. yes, and of being like a total psycho on Twitter. Ever so I've heard. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yes. So I wonder what those rehearsal rooms were like. That's right. Uh, and then uh, she's been paired with these two men, who I assure you I am not making up, even though they absolutely sound it. Uh huh. Both Bonner Bolton and Bobby Bones. <laughs> give me the first one again. Bonner Bolton. Okay, and now if you wouldn't mind, please give me the second one. Bobby Bones. Bobby. Bones. Bobby Bones. Bonner Bolton, Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones actually won the season. She Bobby was the Bones one. Won? Yep. Does is um th- is the Bones his money? The no, the Bones is um a show on uh seven flicks. <laughs> you might remember David Borian's <laughs> And one of the Deschanel's. And yeah, there you go. Sure. Uh, that's a Deschanel? Yeah. Emily Deschanel. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I get it. And the twist is they don't bone. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think they're brother and sister. I've never watched that show. I speculate that no one has ever watched that show. No, I think they get together in it. I think by what? the end of it, they're like husband and wife running around a van solving crimes. Oh, that's cute. You know? All right. Do they solve crimes? Yeah. I thought they just like... We're paleontologists. Well, do you think that they just excavate bones? Sure. No, they solve all the crimes they did with X-rays. the bones. Wait, yeah. they use crime? They, they use they the use bones to solve the crime. As a sort of a pole, like a tent pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, do you know what? Let's find out who Bonner Bolton is as well. Oh, American he's the guy fashion from U2, model. Right? Uh, yeah, Bonner Bolton from U2. Uh-huh. Bono? Oh, I was like, hold on, I'm putting uh, the edge. And... Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, okay, uh, American fashion model and former professional bull rider. All right. Bonner Bolton. How do you get into that line of work? Uh, I don't know. I think you got to be born into it. Hmm. My daddy was a bull rider. And his daddy was a bull rider. And his daddy and was his a daddy cantaloupe. was knee high to a cantaloupe. Who was a bull rider. His daddy was a bull rider. His daddy was We've a bull rider. We've got to move on, Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> All what right, do you think yes. about her as Bachelorette? To me, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yep, me neither. She seems fine. Seems fine. Let's see it. Whatever. Yeah. But it, there's no part of it that excites me. It's another one of these Channel 10 people. Yeah, let's take another person from the network and put them on the TV. Right. Let's find a nice person. I mean, let's, how hard is it to find a nice charismatic person who isn't already on TV? Hello! <laughs> you could be the bachelorette. I'm right here! There he is. I am taken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How is everyone's partner doing, Maxwell? Uh, Danielle is good. That's good. Yeah, um, I heard her say on a uh, work conference the other day that um, spending so much time at home is a lot of FaceTime with the fiancé. <laughs> that is such a charitable... And I was like... But so acerbic. Like, yep. Yeah. I was like, we don't even use FaceTime. We use <laughs> Zoom in this household. Right. We're a Zoom household. Yes. We love those background settings, those background <laughs> filters. It's good we stuff. We love being able to rotate our own image around 180 degrees and be upside down in a meeting. <sighs> so nice. 
It's nothing like it. What's going on up here? We love reacting with either the wave or the clap and no other emojis. We don't like them. You can express any human feeling. Which emoji are you today? Wave or clap? Your right. choice. I like it. It filters out all the inappropriate ones. <laughs> all right. How's Evie? Evie's doing fine. Uh, she is, uh, uh, having a bit of trouble with the work from home situation mm-hmm. in that her work is not set up for that type of thing right sure. now. Yep. Um, so it's creating a bit of stress, but she's doing very well. Yes. Um, she, I started working from home a fair bit before her yep. and she had a lot of amusing initial reactions, which was like, cause I'm spending all day on my own. I'm yeah. not talking to anyone. Yeah. I'm going fucking crazy. I know. I'm spending all my time watching trash TV and letting my fucking brain melt into a pile of goo. But that's fine. It is fine. I deleted the bird app. Which one is that? Off my phone. Angry Birds? No, the Twitter. Oh, you still have Angry Birds? I've still got it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Check that every morning when you wake up. <laughs> See what's trending on Angry Birds. I've gotten rid of it. I can't stand all the news right now. Yeah, yeah. If I want to make a joke, I've got to jump on the desktop. Sure. Yeah. How often are you doing that? Mm, I did one joke today and it was this. Ready? Um, Self-isolation diary. Day nine. Just tried to lock the fridge with car keys. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. I like it. It was a real life happening. Yeah. It sounds like it. Mm. Yeah. Going slowly mad. I've spent some time with you. Mm. Um, but yeah, after I think my first day of like self-isolation working from home, Evie was like, yeah, you know, you're only like 50% more annoying than usual. (laughs) So if we accelerate that process, like if, you know, if we double it day by day, it's pretty scary. You're never going to reach maximum annoying though, right? Well, I mean, here's the thing until they develop an, like a, a, a cure, like until we can get inoculated for the Xavier virus, yeah. Like it's just going to continue to spread. Unfortunately, oh boy. it's going to spread on your Apple Podcast app. It's going to spread on Spotify. <laughs> it's going to spread on Overcast. Wherever you like to get it. Uh, that's right. A virus in your ears. We are the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. <laughs> Download our episodes to your computer, to your smartphone, to your every device, enable device. Um, let's talk about some overseas batchy happenings so yes. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what I've been doing, right? Yes. I am lucky enough that my work allows me to work from home, mm-hmm. that it is not disrupting my usual processes too much, but things are slowing down a little bit. Sure. And there is a little bit of downtime and there's a little bit of sort of backgroundy, noisy TV that mm-hmm. I'm able to mm-hmm. put on. It's created a good opportunity for me to do a bit of catching up. You're still working though. I'm still working. Yeah. I'm honestly probably the hardest worker in human history. I was thinking. Because I built so many pyramids over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, and it's like not even a big deal. Sure. Um, but I have also been checking out. I've finished watching the most recent season of the US Bachelor. That's the name of the show. Okay. Now, the, the thing that I found out about um, Peter was the name of The Bachelor, right? Right. Yes. So I've not seen any of the show. That I don't know if you know this yet or not. Mm. I found out today that his favorite book is The Secret. It's actually really funny. I don't think you know why, but no. it was very funny. Actually. No, okay, great. Um, uh, I am going to talk briefly about the U.S. Bachelor. Please. I'm going to recap it a little bit. I'm just going to talk on like three key moments okay. of the series. Um, and in fact, I didn't even take very good notes. So honestly, I'll mostly talk about the finale. Excellent. But I will use this as a warning. If you haven't seen it yet, you want to watch it without being spoiled. Um, please skip the next I don't know, 10 minutes. A little bit, whatever. Yeah. We're well, here. So I'm also going to ask you questions as we go through because I've seen none of it and I want to know all of it. Right. Okay. Well, I'm here to help you. Um, US Bachelor, the guy's name's Peter. Yep. He's a pilot. Um, pilot Pete. Yes. That's actually what he was being called the whole time. 
Um, it's a really fun nickname. And what a shocking job to have. <laughs> I don't know. Um, episode one, the previous season's Bachelorette, who dumped Peter... Uh, shows up again at the start and it actually like seems like she's going to stay in the competition. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, she sticks yeah, around they for this the first... Yeah. Right. She sticks around for the first couple of episodes. Oh. She's like, I'm going to stay at the mansion for a while. I'm going to kind of scope things out, see how everything's going. And it's unclear, at least as, as as far as the like episode one cliffhanger goes, like, is she trying to get back with him? And he and she share this very emotional heart-to-heart chat about how like, He's kind of not over her and he's like still curious to see how things might go or whatever. So we're starting things off really well with Pete. Don't do this, Pete. Um, I honestly think maybe she might've just been too interesting to stick around for this season. Like yeah. she has too much charisma and the producers were maybe just like, uh, listen, we're going to um, save you. We're backed into a corner here with this Pete dude. Um, <laughs> we don't actually want to steal the limelight right now. Um, we'll see you on paradise or something. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I want to cut to hometowns, though. Yes. Because hometowns is sort of where it all starts bottlenecking into, like, a really interesting situation. We lose 16 women. We continue. Right. So I just want to ask you, like, I'm going to present you with the final four women. Yes. And I'm going to ask you, like, who you think that he sent home. Okay. Okay. So, first of all, you've got Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann tells Peter that she's in love with him. Mm. Her parents warn Peter not to say he loves her unless he really means it. Mm. And then he says it anyway. Go, Pete. Kelsey tells Peter that she's in love with him. Okay. They stomp grapes together. They blend their own wine. We've seen this. We know that this goes well. Yeah, totally. Um, they are in Iowa. Did they cop is... the foot juice? <laughs> they actually said, yeah, cop this fucking foot juice. And then they both kneeled down and did a big shit in the grapes. It was like really gross. It's very it's strange. good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, Kelsey's mother tells Pete not to break her heart. Okay, so that's Kelsey. Yep. Uh, Madison has been keeping a secret her intention to save herself for marriage. Okay. But she reveals it uh, on this episode. Yep. Um, Peter, you may not know this about him, but he is mostly well known for fucking somebody four times in a windmill on The Bachelorette. What? That's like his main thing is, uh, yeah, he fucked someone four times in a windmill. Wait, with The Bachelorette? Did uh-huh. he? Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So oh, yeah. The Bachelorette from last the season. The who we were just who talking about, who start, showed up at the start and then not over each other. Fucked four times in a windmill, yeah. Right, okay. So she has a bit of a problem with that. <laughs> And she, uh, she is starting to voice things like, um, I'm just worried that, um, because home, t- I'm sorry, hometowns is this week. So fuck week is next week. Yep. I'm a little concerned that maybe you might not have the purity of marriage, uh, you know, the same faith and that kind of thing that I do. You know, Interesting. Like, yeah. Maybe is a slight Are you not value. Christian enough? Right. Right. Yeah. Just a little bit of like, please, 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 please don't fuck these women. Yes. Next week. Yes. Um, so that is Madison. Okay. Seems like things are going to go well for them. Um, Victoria's home date, a hometown date, is maybe the biggest disaster I've ever seen on a hometown date. So during the like day part, the day segment of this date, yes, where they're outdoors and they're doing some kind of activity, I forget. Um, Peter bumps into an ex-girlfriend who warns him about Victoria because what? they're. They're, they're from the same state or something. Oh, God. And the ex-girlfriend says she has broken up many relationships and she's got, like, some kind of weird past or something. He's like, definitely don't spend any time with her. And then Peter... Is this girl known to the franchise or is she just some chick who's Blurred there? face. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then Peter approaches Victoria to ask her about this and she denies it. And she is so disgusted and so shocked that they don't even make it inside to meet the family at all. 
She says, I don't see how we can make it past this. Also, going on in the background, emerging on this week, is a growing uh, controversy with Victoria wearing White Lives Matter um, regalia oh, no. and advertising White Lives Matter brand oh, of products no. on her Instagram page. She wear oh, many followers. no. So she obviously stays around. Yeah, she sticks around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who do you think goes home out of those four? Definitely the girl so that he can fuck the other girls. Yeah, no. Unfortunately not. He sends home the grape stomper, Kelsey. Oh, who they had a nice time they with. They had a pretty nice time. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It is one of the most stupefying, like, two-hour blocks of television. Because you watch all this and you go, there are so clearly two winners and two losers here. Oh, no. And you no. send home one of the winners. Oh, no. Yeah. So we come to the finale and it is... Hannah Ann, who was the first one I mentioned, mm-hmm. who, you know, the parents say, don't tell her that you, you love her even if you, if you love. Her. And then he goes, I love. Yep. And the other one, of course, uh, is Madison, who is the one who is saving herself for marriage and um, doesn't like the fact that Peter oh, fucked the person. Oh, he picks where, where, where doesn't he? The windmill, he absolutely the picks pole. her as the winner. So it's a little more complicated than that. Okay? Oh no! Peter Who comes is, back from the dead? Peter is really struggling to make a choice. Is he gonna? Ru- oh my god! He's gonna run off and be like, "No, I pick someone else." Let me talk you through it. Okay. This is where the bulk of my notes are. Okay. Um, Madison is sending some really strong signals to him that they should be splitting up. She is telling him directly that their lives are too disparate, that he fucked the other women, and it's a problem, etc., etc. Eventually, Madison leaves, making it really clear that she is not going to do this with him. Peter is devastated, but instead of telling Hannah Ann what happened, he pretends Madison is still there and goes along with the charade for another couple of days, eventually proposing to Hannah Ann, who says yes, before he reveals the fact that he has been hiding this from her. And in fact, she is the only remaining choice. What? Yeah. But then we learn Peter, in fact, is still pining over Madison, the one who he sent home. He has broken off the engagement with Hannah Ann, who fires... Madison is the Christian one. Yes. Oh, no. But he didn't send her home. She left of her own accord. That's right. Right. And he is caught up about it. It's unresolved for him. He wants what he can't have. Oh, I hate this man. So Hannah Ann fires back at him on live TV. It's fucking incredible. This is in the reunion? Right. Right. Exactly. And she is talking about, I mean, like, you know, it's it's a 23-year-old schooling a 28-year-old man on treating people with basic respect. Right. And uh, not leading people on and mm-hmm, how she deserves mm-hmm. better than this and she's just not going to take it and all this kind of shit that obviously you would say and she's a fucking champion for saying it. Right. As she is laying into him in front of the live audience, we cut to Peter's mum in the audience who is cheering her on. Yes. It's fucking great. It's so cathartic. <laughs> I love it so much. Chris Harrison then reveals that he and the Bachelor camera crew went to visit Madison to see if she was still in love with Peter. Oh no, they're not together. We learn that she is, in fact, still kind of hung up on him. Oh no. Although, all their friends and family believe that it won't work. And I'm inclined to agree. Um, So it's this weird kind of wet fart of an ending that just goes to show what a wet fart of a Bachelor Peter was. Because they are then reunited on the couch... And they are asked, like, are you guys going to make it work? Like, where does this story end or whatever? And both of them are like, oh, we'll see. Uh, uh, and it's going to be, um, we're going to just take it day by day. And Okay, so this is obviously a couple of weeks ago now. Right. Update me. Well, the only update that I can give you 
because they have been very secretive about it. The main glimmer of hope that has emerged from this uh, situation is doing a uh, Instagram Q&A the other day. Um, uh, the Bachelor, Peter, um, you know, he's quarantined in his house. Right. He is, uh, I mean, he's not on Bachelor quarantine. He's on like quarantine, quarantine. 2020 quarantine. Yep. Uh, he reveals that he is planning to finally move out of his parents' house. Christ. I should mention also, I didn't mention this before because I thought it would be a good punchline. The ex that he was hung up on um, from the last season, yes. her name was also Hannah. Oh my God. <laughs> so- what a... Oh. <laughs> Oh, you've run me through the gamut of I like I really want to watch this now. Yeah, I yeah. want to watch how bad like just even the from thing four is, to zero. Yeah, the thing is, uh, the majority of this season is just really boring. Yeah, um, it's really tedious, and it builds to this great conclusion. Um, but really, like those four characters at the end, you don't even need to know about two of them. Like oh you know, it really boils down to like two, three people that are interesting on that season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly. One of the more fucking intense and strange... Like, they had to do a two-part live finale special that was over, like, four hours or something because there was so much to go through. I want it. I want all of that in my life as soon as possible. Well, I recommend it, and um, if any of you guys want to catch up on it, uh, it is all streaming from wherever you are on a website called bachelorarchive.com, which I can really recommend. You just create an account, and then you can watch all that. We're not getting sponsors. No, no, no. But, like, this is how I can watch all this, this shit. This is how you watch all your stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think it's, it's how not, it gets into the web. I don't know if it's crimes. Mm. It feels like it's crimes. But you know what? I'm pretty sure laws are now not happening. That's right. It's international law. Yeah, I think we're in international waters right now, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. So the rules don't apply. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, what about Batching New Zealand? Have you been watching that? Well, yeah. Here's the thing. So I finished that. I'm like, I've clearly not had enough. <laughs> But <laughs> punish me. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, we talked about Bachelor New Zealand a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it was the last season that was broadcast of Bachelor, like, you know, male Bachelor, female Bachelorette. That's right. Uh, situation over there with Zach Franich. That's um, right. Go back through the archive. Check Biani. It out. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, faces that we really, faces, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Human beings that we really liked on that series. And yeah. I think. The overwhelming thing that we took away from watching that series is how much more like humanity and empathy and understanding there was to right. just the production and edi- editing of that show. Totally. Like everyone kind of got their moment in the sun. Nobody was really made a joke of. Yeah. It's kind of just it's like. very nice. Right. And it's like, obviously it's a bit lower budget. It's a little bit stripped back. It's not quite the glamour and like uh, maximalized sort of uh, balls to the wall nonsense that, that we, we even have here to. in australia right yeah but what it created room for was seemingly quite a bit more sort of naturalistic uh show narrative storytelling right yeah and that has really continued on bachelorette new zealand interesting in a way that so i've only watched the first i think like six seven eight episodes something okay. around there um and i think it might be worthwhile Particularly, because one of the things I'm thinking about right now is that, like, every TV show might not happen <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Like, Australian Bachelor right now is filming at the time that we're recording this. And essentially, we don't know what's going on in that house, but it sure better not be a lot of, like, touching and close contact. <laughs> it better not be a lot of, like, going outside to dates, traveling anywhere, even, like, crew coming to or from the place. Like, it, it all raises so yeah, many red Yeah, if someone flags, gets right? COVID, it's done. 
I don't know what that is. I was talking about Animal Crossing. Uh, somebody sorry, sorry, sorry. When you're playing Animal Crossing, it can be such a big distraction. Yes. Um, so maybe that show's not going to happen. And I'm thinking long term about what this podcast might be. We might want to dive just back save in. It. Yeah. You know, we might want to jump into the archives. So the only thing that I know about New Zealand so far is that there's it's a duo Bachelorette season. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the things that gets introduced probably like five episodes in. Whoa. So That's too many episodes in. Well, I think it's kind of neat because you really get a chance to properly get to know the actual, you know, the initial Bachelorette. Her yes. name's Lucina. She's a 32-year-old doctor from Auckland. Um, she reminds me a fair bit of Georgia Love. Yeah, sure. Um, she seems like really serious about finding love. She seems like trusting of the show and mm-hmm, serious about mm-hmm. like making this opportunity count. Um, and she's very put together. She's very smart. She's funny. It's also interesting that they cast a non-white woman as their first bachelorette and they absolutely don't make a big deal out of it yep. at all. Yep. I've watched six or seven episodes. It literally hasn't come up. Yeah. It's like just the most normal thing in the whole wide world. And yet we're coming up to what season of our Bachelor? This will be six. It's never fucking happened. Yeah. Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I mean, you okay. know, New Zealand and Australia, they're different countries. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's a ton of great reveals in these first few episodes. Firstly, they're doing that like spy, like plant you know, somebody's oh, there. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. It's the brother we, of Angie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we just saw it. Um, Trent. Right. Trent. It's a great. Know. I'm glad that our brains contain these types of things. It's definitely not Trent. When I'm on my deathbed. It's called Mark. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that my brain doesn't know. <laughs> I'm also glad of that. Oh, uh, good. Uh, it's hosted by Art Green, who was The Bachelor from season one. Ah. So that's also an interesting little bit of synchronicity or... You know, like, you wouldn't necessarily think to have uh, fucking old what's on <laughs> At a party, who's Art Green? Ah, very There good. we go. Yeah, art yeah, Green yeah. feels like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Hmm. Well, you know? Some art is green. Some art green, but art, subjective. Yeah. Talk to Eve Klein. Right? He's fucking never done a green one. Never. As far as I know. <laughs> I'm only aware of one of his Once works. Once in his but, life, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, as you guessed, or surmised um maybe the most exciting thing so far is the reveal of the second bachelorette who is lily mcmanus mm. who we really fell in love with she on, was great on season three of the bachelor new zealand when we covered that she was also on bachelor winter games um and she's just like this very funny like quite different i would say like a good counterpoint to lucina yeah um but they also really get along There's yeah a, like um when she is introduced to the show the first group date i'm sorry the first single date that she goes on is with lucina Oh, cute. And the two of them just kind of get to bond and talk about like what they're looking for in a partner and uh, what they're looking for from the show and this experience. And you get to see a lot of that, which is really cool. This This is cool. And then what happens is it creates this really interesting dynamic Mm. where it's not quite Bachelor or Bachelorette as we're used to it. Yes. It's not quite Bachelor in Paradise. Mm. But what you get is a pool of men, probably about 20 men, who are then divided into three camps. Right. There's the Lucina camp, there's the Lily camp, and then there's this weird, interesting camp in the middle who are either, like, undecided mm-hmm. or just, you know, because they haven't had enough time, don't really know. Okay. Or maybe they're not there for the right reasons and they'd be happy to go home with anybody. could swing for any fence. And I just feel like that creates such an interesting, like, because we've seen the dynamic of, like, 
the men who are there for the right reason versus the men who are not there for the right reason. Or like so, so often over and over. A few over nice over, yeah. guys versus a team of bad guys. Or, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like we see the same kinds of like group dynamics playing out year yeah. after year, but by creating this setting that is a bit different, everything that splinters off from there is also like new and refreshing. It's really cool. It's like when Survivor pivoted to three tribes, the three tribe format right. changed everything. Right. Um, you also have what I think might be the first openly bisexual man in the Bachelor franchise. Sick. Again, totally played like it's no fucking big deal at all, which obviously it isn't. Um, but yeah, there's this guy called George. We don't even, there's not even like a package where he's like, hi, I'm George. I'm 26. I'm from Auckland. And, uh, guess what? I'm bisexual. Yeah. Like it doesn't do any of that shit. It yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. the first thing you hear about it is he is having a chat with Lucina for probably 10 minutes and then afterwards he was like i didn't think that was the right time to bring up the fact that i'm bisexual but it is something that i want to talk to her about mm. and like i you know i haven't talked to i've to, i've told some of the other men about it and yeah. that kind of thing but um haven't found the right opportunity to bring it up or whatever and it's like chill well it's i mean yes chill but it's also like it's so interesting for a show to with its heart in its hands, like, be like, hey, we've been given an opportunity to talk about, like, bisexual men, the way that they are seemingly kind of invisible. Yeah. Um, the way that bisexuality in men is, like, um, you know, it's assumed to be uh, you are just straight. Right. You know, like... like Totes. It, 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 it creates a really interesting social dynamic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and by interesting, I, you know, <laughs> don't read into that or whatever. No, but, no, no. Um, yeah, I just, I just think, like, there's a really great opportunity there. I have not seen the end of that storyline or anything. Yeah, I don't right, really okay. know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like... I can tell... Actually, do you know what? What? He pulls down his pants and he does a big shit. Yes! Oh, no! Yes! Ugh, ruined it. Oh, uh, <sighs> that's all we've got time for here on The Bachelor of Hearts true. podcast. That's not true. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Mm. Um, I do think it is interesting, just in terms of, like... And this is one of a hundred things that I could talk about with the topic of bisexuality on, on Bachelor. Sure. Or like, you know, open-ended sexuality or whatever. Yeah. Multiple sexualities of many kinds. Or yeah. Whatever you... Yes. Um, I think that if we compare the way that George's uh, sexuality is handled in these first couple of episodes to the way that the bisexual women that we've seen on Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise Australia, mm-hmm. where it has kind of been this... Uh, quite sensational sort yeah, of saucy sexualized, thing, yes. a little bit, and whether or not that's actually within the text of the show, or whether it's just used as like a marketing thing. Yeah, and honestly, Both. it could be being used as a marketing thing in New yeah. Zealand. I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, but I don't get that impression. Yeah, um, and I think beyond just what it says about the production of those two shows, I think there may also be something there about men and women in the sense that like bisexual men they're kind of invisible unless we find out about it in front of the other men and then we question their like femininity or something like that which i will note that there is one guy who points out that maybe he's a bit more in touch with his feminine side or something like that a mostly inoffensive joke that's just kind of tiresome yeah but like when you contrast that with like how any woman who would be interested in another woman within most media they are portrayed to be like sexy and like yeah, alluring sure. and cool and maybe I can watch and like all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> like that's literally the vibe that you got Totes. from like some of those shots in Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. 
uh, and a lot of that, like, um, a lot of the marketing. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, it's a, a little bit early for me to be like singing the praises or whatever, or whatever. But uh, I'm very curious to see how that develops, um, as it continues to be a thing that just doesn't really make a huge difference in this situation. Yeah. Um, or you know. Who knows what could happen? Right. It's uh, the normalization that we have been hoping and praying for. Right. You know, within this franchise. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's the, sick. I hope it goes well for George. The other cool thing about Bachelor New Zealand is it's like 26 episodes long or something like no, that. No, that's not cool. Well, it's not cool if we're doing a podcast about it, but right <laughs> now I enjoy it. As someone who can just literally press play, keep it going in the background, and like, I know that I will never run out. <laughs> There's like an after the final rose special coming in a week or two. It's like, it's still on. Yeah, I didn't even wow. realize that. Cause I thought I had missed the boat. Right. I thought I was too late watching it and like, no one would care about what we had to say about it. It's still going. But now I'm like, this is worthwhile. This is interesting. There's a lot of stuff. Like a lot of it's filmed on GoPros because they don't have like a camera crew. That's cool. that big. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So you get that personal touch. Yeah. You get like, the Bachelorette is like literally alone in a room with a camera. Right. And she is kind of like, yeah, you know, I had a pretty good time today. I don't know if I'm vibing with this guy or whatever. Like she doesn't feel like she's being prompted and prodded and you know, right. Yeah. It like, feels a little bit more confessional, authentic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a voiceover, which is quite strange, which is kind of adding jokes and sprinkling in like humor and getting from place to place. Not the voiceover of the Bachelorette. No, there's but... a voiceover of an entirely different person who is like, I don't know if they're like goggle boxing it or yeah, what. Yeah, like, they're right. Like, okay. Well, that's it for the single date. But now onto the, like, I can't obviously do a New Zealand accent or any kind of accent that isn't mine. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. That was well, get I up like that. I don't know. But uh, that also creates like an interesting another layer. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird format. Yeah. I encourage people to check it out. Cool. The first episode's a bit of a slog because most of the limo exits, like it's filmed in the afternoon. Oh. And you're just like... <sighs> you can tell that it's probably, maybe it's filmed in the course of one afternoon. Then. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. It's like, of course, that's the first thing you would cut is that insane thing where they try and film it all in one night. Yeah. Everyone has to stay up till fucking five in the morning. Right. It fucking kills everybody. Yes. Great idea. Cut it. Yeah. It'll save everyone's health. Let's make it a little more humane. Yes. But also looks weird. <laughs> There's like strong gusts of wind. Yeah. In the afternoon. I don't know. It's just, you know, New Zealand is a different country it's a down different there. Place. It's a different place to where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know they don't have it over there? New Zealand? Yeah. Wow. They don't have what? Animal Crossing? They don't have it. Holy shit. I know. What are they doing all day? I don't know. Getting up? Getting out of the house? Doing stuff. Shaking hands? Stuff, things, hanging out, you know? When they, when they leave the house, they're like, honey, I'm not home. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. Well, I have to... Um... I will say that we actually can't say that because by the time this episode posts, it will probably be untrue. Uh, look, who knows whether Animal Crossing will be released in that country or right. not. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, they uh, they do have the other thing, though. Oh, they do. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It was a oh. joke. Oh. Uh, Yikes. The whole thing. Oh, there was dear. a bit the whole time. Here's the thing. Yep. We shouldn't have talked about it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for another friendly episode of the Bachelor Ooh, of Arts podcast. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, as usual, we are here to make friends. If you want to be friends with us, the uh, Bachelor of Arts Osh Posting Facebook group is where you can get at us. Also, at BOHPod, at BOHPod on Instagram and Twitter. 
uh you, you know we, we love hearing from you we're gonna try and be as active on there as possible i think because like we need it yeah and i hope that this is some kind of balm to somebody yes they seem to rub be it some, in put some... it like hopefully it chaps you yes that's all i'm saying uh, there, there seemed to be some kind of desire for this episode to come out, so I truly believe in my heart of hearts that a few people will be glad to hear us. And uh, and if you feel that way, <laughs> what is this face you're making? <laughs> Shaking my head like yeah. that can't be possible. Yeah, well. um, thank you for listening. Um, we love you. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. It is like a weird time, yeah. guys. It's yeah. stressful out there. Yeah. But I hope that you can find a little bit of comfort in some of the stuff that you like. Um, doesn't have to be us. Really doesn't fucking matter. Um, stream Paddington on Netflix. Stream Paddington 2 on Netflix. There you go. The Circle's good. I watched that. Oh, um, yeah. Love is Blind. Ooh, there's so much going on there. Maybe we can do a separate pod we about that. We might have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, listen to Eilish Gilligan's Drag Race podcast. Oh, you like that? Bob cool. Replies. It's really good. Eilish was on our podcast once. We love her so much. She's the best. Um, it has artwork by Yves, who does our artwork as well. Ah. Um, it's a fantastic podcast. All I've been getting so into fucking drag race. Cool. Um, I just love fracking. Yeah, that's the other part of it. You know, you fracking. Wait, I, did I just did I just make the joke that every no. person has made over the years? No, I've never heard this. What oh, is the joke? No, about how you fracking love it. No, no, get the frack out. Oh get my the, gosh, I yeah. just realized something. Yeah, the word frack kind of sounds like sounds like shit. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Um. Kick some money towards support act, or you know, kick some money towards an indie band, or you know, buy a record, or go to a bloody small business or something. Okay, here's uh, if I can just have two seconds on the on the DM the band, yeah, ask them what their PayPal is, yeah, send them money, give them five dollars, right. Like, send them money so they can pay for their... Or whoever, comedian, uh, content maker, whoever is making the thing that you consume that is helping mm. you during your time, um, send them some... Like, th- this is the thing that I've been thinking They'll about. have a Patreon. They'll have There'll a be coffee. They'll some... Have a- like, you buy me a coffee, buy me a Patreon, buy me a whatever. But, like, some way that gives them all of the money and doesn't uh, ask for anything in return. Because yeah. I think that at the moment, um, particularly in the artistic model of 2020, where art is devalued to such an extent that like your songs, uh, your intellectual property is no longer your commodity, which is so strange mm. because you get fucking an eighth of a cent for it on Netf- Netflix, on Spotify. Yeah. You know, uh, the model that we rely on now is merch sales and... Mm is touring but even then you know those things are expensive to make in the first place and so profits limited depending on what you can charge for tickets etc 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 give people a direct source of income if there is something that i could ask uh anyone to do in this time who is looking to do that for an artist for a comedian for someone that they love who makes stuff that they enjoy send them a dm say how can i send you some fucking money directly in a way that doesn't cost you anything yeah and also if time is if because times are tight right now yeah because a lot of people have a lot of like job security issues like i mean like there there are so many good reasons to not be able to give money right now Oh yeah of course yeah and there are also so many ways that you can support artists and you know, people whose shit that you like right. that isn't necessarily a monetary <coughs> thing as much as everyone is suffering and 
it would be great to be able to give everyone a big pile of money. Yeah. Fucking just be nice. <laughs> sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just got to be good to other people. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. send a DM and just say, hey, listen. This helped me. This I think was you're cool. great. Yeah. This is a cool thing you're doing. Yeah. Um, and also, I think probably more importantly than any of that stuff is like, take it easy on yourself as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. If you're feeling Everyone's isolated, if you're shit. feeling weird, yeah. like reach out to people. Yep. Um, if you feel like you don't have that many people to reach out to, reach out to fucking Bachelor of Hearts. Like, what yeah, you know? we'll chat. Come on. Yeah, we don't need any money though. No. We'll make oh, that. Fuck, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Of course. No, 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 no. If that was something that popped into your head during that, that yeah, no, part of the conversation. Totally not. We're like, chill. Max and I are both working. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, um, you find people that you love. Uh, look for people who you, look out for people. You know, and if in you give anyone you else can. any money, do yeah. say that it's from us. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it was only going to last so and long, wasn't it? if you can, yep. reach into like the very bottom of your heart yep. and pull down your pants and take a big shit. No! Uh, all right, that's it for another episode of the Bachelor of hey, Hearts podcast. We love you. We love you. Take it easy take on it yourself. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.